We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic chords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. A. Lincoln, First Inaugural Address. If you already voted, well, that's good. If you haven't, well, I hope to see you on Tuesday. My dad once said that it's never too late to think what you might have thought. It's never too late to be what you might have been. So, I thought I'd say one last thing. Your right to vote, your right to choose is something I've defended and promoted my whole adult life. In this election, I think there is something deeper at stake here. The time for debate and argument is past, at least for a while. Let the ballot do its work. In his inaugural address, uh, President Gerald Ford reminded us, I'm a Ford, not a Lincoln. Lord, who is? The only Lincoln we're going to find is one that is within us. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I voted for both and I voted for neither without apology. We need good conservatives and good liberals. We need independent minds who keep their parties centered from Lincoln and the Roosevelt's to Kennedy and Reagan. Each of these leaders were flawed men. Each of them though seemed to remind me and maybe you to get busy working on my own shortcomings. And Lord knows there are plenty of those. One of Kennedy's biographers said that JFK knew that an American leader's words were perhaps more important than his actions. Words over actions. Why? Well, the actions have to come from us. Over the past four years, I've sought the counsel of my mentors. My love for this country and its institutions is marrow deep but even as a 60-year-old man, I wanted to make sure I was seeing things clearly. Their wisdom only strengthened my views on our present political crisis. Each president must remember that he represents all Americans, not just those who voted for him. Not only does he possess great constitutional and extra-constitutional power, he's also a symbol and that's why our presidents have traditionally been held at a higher standard of behavior. Are we not all duty bound to hold this president to that standard? FDR faced total economic collapse in the 1930s and global war in the 1940s. He was indeed flawed, but he spoke of unity and not division. Abraham Lincoln faced total destruction of this nation, yet he defined unity. Now you and I could argue issues all day. Some of us have. 
I am just a history teacher. I am not a policy expert. I'm not quite sure which policies are effective at what time, but I'm betting you don't either. I do know which way the wind blows. I know what this country stands for and what it stands against or should stand against. There are no quick fixes for our nation, but character is bigger than policy. Regardless of our political views, regardless of our distaste for the opposition, we can't let our anger and frustration feed our tolerance for hatred and violence. So, do I believe we can stop this madness and come together again? I don't know. I'm uncertain. Do we have the will? Do we have the ability? I'm hopeful, but uncertain. Our problems will take great energy to solve. Our wounds we've inflicted upon each other will take a long time to heal. But I believe the first step toward healing and unity is away from this present leader. Our leadership has exploited existing fractures in our society and further divided us, obscuring the better angels of our nature. And we as a nation are reaping what we've sown, anger, division, and hatred. To everybody out there on both sides of the fence, we can't be willing to achieve solutions by any means necessary. The highest position in a republic is citizen, whether he be or she be a doctor, a lawyer, a carpenter, a shopkeeper, or a school teacher. The responsibility is the same. We must remember that in a country where anything goes, everything eventually will. I get no joy from speaking out this way. I, I thought long and hard about it, believe me. I'd rather be talking about kids and dogs and oaks and palms and orange moons rising. It pains me to think of the strains this political season has put upon many friendships. But if I shirk my duty and stay silent now, if I don't say enough is enough, then maybe all my lessons through the years have meant nothing. They were just Tales told by an idiot, filled with sound and fury, signifying nothing. And I will lose the friend who lives inside of me. So I'm standing up. I'm saying enough is enough. I hope you will stand with me and say it too. We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory stretching through every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the, the chorus of the Union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. Thank you, A. Lincoln. See you Tuesday, or maybe Wednesday, but I'll see you. Fair winds.